This is Connor Lennon from UN News. Demonstrating the wide-ranging consequences of the climate crisis, the UN Human Rights Council has appointed the first-ever Special Rapporteur on the Promotion and Protection of Human Rights in the Context of Climate Change. Ian Fry, who is of Australian and Tuvalu heritage, teaches environmental policy at the Australian National University in Canberra. As UN Special Rapporteur, he'll be tasked with studying how climate change affects the full enjoyment of human rights and recommend ways to prevent these effects. In an interview with the UN's Julia Dean, Mr Fry explained why the Human Rights Council created his new role. Well, there are many sort of impacts uh, that climate change has on people. Enormous sort of spectrum of issues that uh, connect human rights and climate change. So, you know, people are affected by severe weather events, uh, people are affected by droughts, uh, and a whole host of sort of impacts uh, that connect with human rights. And of course, you know, people are being displaced uh, daily as a consequence of climate change. But there's also another interesting factor to it that actions to address climate change can also have human rights implications. For instance, uh, you know, mining of uh, minerals to produce uh, batteries for electric vehicles, uh, deep seabed mining, uh, you know, for, for minerals, even uh, hydroelectric dams can have uh, human rights impacts. So it's not only the impacts of climate change, but it's also the impacts of doing things about climate change. And there's the also, uh, you know, issue of just transition of, of, you know, getting people out of employment in the fossil fuel industry into other industries is a human rights issue. And there are many that don't relate to the concept of human rights or, or for that matter, climate change. How do you have this discussion going forward? Well, it's a, it's a matter of, you know, uh, having that, so making that connection that people's lives, everyday lives are impacted by climate change. And so, uh, you know, it's not too difficult to make that connection, uh, you know, that most people are aware that, uh, you know, their lives are changing as a consequence of climate change. And, and certainly, you know, youth groups are certainly bringing that to the fore at the moment. And how does your mandate relate to other instant international instruments? For instance, the Sendai Disaster Risk Reduction Framework, the SDGs, and other environment and human rights instruments? Well, cert certainly the climate change agreements, you know, and I've been, you know, part, part of the Tuvalu delegation for over 21 years attending climate change negotiations. And I, I worked on trying to get human rights provisions included in the Paris Agreement. Sendai framework is, a, is another issue that looks at disasters um, and, and therefore there, are, there is a connection there and, and impacts of climate change. And a number of the, the sustainable development goals have a strong connection to the human rights climate change interface. You know, there, there's issues around, you know, uh, number five, gen gender equality. There's often, you know, a, a close link between human rights, climate change and gender aspects because often women are at the forefront of some of the impacts of climate change. Clean water and sanitation, uh, SDG 6, is, is clearly another one. Affordable energy and just transition, 7 is another. So the, there are, are a number of them. And, and, of course, you know, with my, my 
sort of background in being in the Pacific, the one uh, uh, SDG 14 on life below water is a critical one because we know that, uh, you know, the impacts of climate change are already affecting uh, Pacific Island communities, you know, as far as access to fish stocks, uh, ocean acidification, uh, you know, there are a number of issues around that as well. And just on that, uh, I spoke with a climate change activist this week from the Torres Strait who was concerned that the focus of the response to the effects of climate change is elsewhere. Um, do you find that there is a form of inequity in climate change response similar to what we're observing with the current uh, global COVID response? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, there seems to be a lot more focus on efforts to reduce emissions, you know, and there's been a lot of talk around that, but there's not a lot of talk about a, you know, helping countries adapt to the impacts of climate change and the issue of what, what we call in climate change meetings, loss and damage to, to help those people already affected by climate change. And that, that's where there's a sort of big gap in, in the international dialogue around the issue of loss and damage. We, you know, from my own experience of negotiating you know, the Article 8 in the Paris Agreement on loss and damage. I mean, there's a big, you know, bigger countries like the United States and parts of the European Union have an antithesis towards this concept of loss and damage. But for, for you know, communities like the people in Torres Strait or people on Tuvalu, they know that they're already suffering the impacts of climate change. 2015, the Cyclone Pam, uh, you know, smashed, three islands of, of Tuvalu, washed waves right across the whole islands, um, you know, destroyed infrastructure, destroyed crops, fresh water. You know, people had to move off those islands uh, to the capital as a consequence. And if I may ask one last question, uh, the Global uh, Ocean Conference is in late June, July. Should there be a focus on climate change and human rights? And if so, can you give some more examples why? Well, I th you know, I, I think that'll certainly be a point of discussion. Uh, we know that, uh, you know, as I've been explaining, that, that, the, that there are clear impacts of climate change on uh, oceans and, you know, coastal communities. Uh, that's from, uh, you know, ocean acidification is, uh, is breaking down coral reefs. Uh, we know, you know, particularly in the Pacific, we know fish stocks are moving as a consequence of warmer oceans. Uh, and, and there are a whole lot of other effects that, that connect to, to people, their livelihoods and climate change. And so uh, hopefully there will be, a, you know, a proper dialogue on, on connecting oceans, climate change and human rights.